Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. This week's podcast is going to be all about hitting. That doesn't sound oh, You went nice, straight in there, Bex. I know. I did, didn't I? <laughs> I was thinking no, that. pleasant trees were right no. straight in there. Hitting is what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a hard-hitting entrance to yes, the Yes, very good, Claire. See what you did there. There we <laughs> go. So, oh, I mean, hitting, yeah, it can be really horrible, can't it, if you're a parent of a child who hits or a parent who has had a child who has been hit. Blimey, that took a little bit of brain power there. <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, I don't think Ben and Amy, I don't think Ben and Amy ever did hit, actually, apart from each other. Yeah. And that's still the same, isn't it? I mm-hmm. suppose. But it just means you haven't got to deal with another parent, which makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> it's a it's a hard one. I think any of those behaviors, so hitting, biting, kicking, that physicality, and ultimately those behaviors are not seen as appropriate behaviors in our society. To hit someone is deemed inappropriate. To bite someone is deemed inappropriate, and all of this. Is, and so we have that as adults in our head going, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, like if they go and hit, that's a reflection one on the child and potentially your parenting style and all those sorts of things. But why would a child have to hit? It's just, you know, it's unkind, it's mm-hmm. not nice. And I think we have got to pull this back. And those things, not I'm certainly not saying that hitting, biting, kicking, all those sorts of things are okay and that we have to ignore them and all those sorts of things. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying they are behaviours that are very much in our kind of survival kind of toolbox, I suppose. If you think when mm-hmm. an animal is um, having to deal with a situation, they're going to either, you know, bite or kick or, you know, any animal that feels threatened mm. or in a situation they don't like, they tend to have a physical behavior that comes out of that. And so that's no different for us. And you know, we still see that even as adults, adults can push, hit, kick. And again, it's not right, but it can come because it comes back to how we're made how we defend ourselves and how we process our emotions. And sometimes for our little ones, the emotions are so overwhelming, whether that be, you know, frustration, anger, um, excitement. I've known so many children who hit when they're excited. They just walk over to you, give you a bash and then walk off. It's like, I just have to get it out. I just have to, and I'll just come over and they sort of, do it and then they walk off and you're like uh what did you just do and it's and half the time they don't even have the concept of knowing how they're feeling and the behavior that they then show and it's just to get it out it's a bit like a stomping of the foot i always love that i love when you see 
that develop mm. in a child and they're like no and they do the stamping of the foot as though to say that's it and um and it's, yeah. but it gets it out it gets out that mm-hmm. real physical feeling and you know what there's times when i'd quite like to stamp my foot when i'm just yeah. done <laughs> with situations you're like yeah done yeah. and stamp a foot and move on but you can't because you've learned that over the time and so when our little ones do go to hit and maybe you're in the thick of this at the moment, really try to see it from their perspective that they don't have the concept that this is an inappropriate behaviour and that is not seen as socially acceptable. This is them managing their body, managing how they're feeling and actually getting it out and being able to deal with a situation that they are potentially feeling very unsure of, whether that's through, like I say, frustration, anger, excitement, nervousness, any of those things, all those emotions can trigger off a a physical behaviour such as hitting. Um, But like I say, it doesn't necessarily make it right. What kind of age typically would it be that they would hit at? They can start quite young come out yeah it can start quite young um because it it it's a form of communication if we hit we're getting something Mm. out if we hit we get attention because nine times out of ten you're going to at least get someone's eye contact or something like that um what we can see is in our pre-verbal children so before they've learned to talk you can see some of those behaviors come out because they are asked to do something or they are trying to communicate that they want to do something but they haven't got the words to do it and you go and do something else they've got frustrated annoyed upset and they will hit and what it does is one it gets that emotion out but two it then draws your attention and it's like oh ow why did you just hit me and it suddenly focuses you both in to that situation now your child still Mm -hmm. might not be able to explain it but you can see quite a lot of hitting around times where your child's language can be developing um but not as Mm -hmm. quick as their understanding so they might understand everything you're saying to them they can't necessarily verbalize back what they want to say and that can then lead to lots of frustration of not being able to communicate it Mm. And you can see lots of babies that do it. Babies can kind of bash you on the face and then you sort of react. If you think, you know, you're holding a baby and a baby kind of grabs at you or hits you, you kind of recoil a little bit, move your head back, your face expression changes, and suddenly this baby's like, hold on, what's this? Mm. Cause and effect. I did this, you reacted like that. Why? You don't normally react like that, so I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. do you do it again oh yeah you do do you do it again and then what happens is we change <laughs> our approach because we're like yeah you can go down if you're gonna hit me so then you put them down mm. when they do a hit and then they're like hmm this isn't what you've done the last three times so when yeah. i do it next time will you do it again so it's it's a lot about cause and effect and working out when i do this what happens mm. because 
particularly as a baby, like you say, all they're really interested in is what you do. They don't necessarily, I imagine, understand that actually it hurts when you hit somebody. No. You know, that's completely how, why would they know? Because they presumably wouldn't have been hit themselves. Mm -hmm. It's also that they're egocentric. You know, children are egocentric. They see the world from their perspective. They don't necessarily have the empathy to go, oh, I do this it hurts mm. it's yeah. I do this they they react like this and that's why I might carry on doing it so are there any other reasons before we kind of go into for doing it what other reasons might there would, would there be anything other reason that they might do it the reaction the attention like I said the cause and effect that yeah. can be a very strong one mm. because they are trying yeah. to work it out and they need to know why you're doing and it might be that there is a way that they learn to draw your attention and so they will keep doing it. Um, and then other times it can be over protection. So it might be that they're with a friend, they're playing and actually they don't feel particularly comfortable in this play and they'll push, they might hit. Um, and because the play isn't going in the direction that they would typically want it to or they're feeling overwhelmed with what's going on and so it's a way of shutting it down much quicker and again Mm -hmm. it comes back to those natural defenses that we have of protecting ourselves and so could it happen more often in certain situations so you know you might have a situation I suppose where and this is the thing isn't it It always happens when you've got you're out for a meal or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've got loads of new people there or whatever and then all of a sudden your child decides to be the one that hits everybody but then you know they wouldn't necessarily do it at home at dinner so you kind of think is that would that be the case Mm -hmm. could they be more likely to do it in unusual like different situations to they used to sense of overwhelm a sense of if I do this, does everyone react the same way? I need to get this mm-hmm. as feel. I need All to right. start feeling normal. So if I if everyone reacts the same way, that will kind of regulate me because I'm at the moment I'm not regulated. It draws attention because if sometimes if you're talking to people or you're at dinner and things like that and you're not giving full focus, a nice little bash on the arm soon gets mm-hmm. your focus. And soon you're suddenly, you've got eye contact. You're communicating with them. Nine times out of ten, you get down on their level. Um, and so suddenly they're like, okay, that was great. That is exactly what I needed it to do. Yeah. yeah. They might be cross, and I can see in their face they're cross, and they're not very happy, but I've got what I need. And for anyone that listens to all our podcasts, um, t- children are attention-needing, not attention-seeking. So any attention, if they're not getting what we would deem like positive attention, if it comes as negative attention, they're going to take it. They will run with it because mm-hmm. that's what they need. And so by kind of hitting someone and suddenly getting a full attention, the likelihood is that will drive that kind of behavior a little bit more, mm-hmm. particularly if they're in, circum- in situations they're not used to. No, definitely. I think, do you know what I find? You watch children or you're hit by children and actually the same thing with biting and you then they do it and then they laugh. That makes you really cross, doesn't it? 
I mean, that is like, really? Are you actually serious? You're going to do that? <laughs> and it's not funny. And then you go, it's not funny. And then they laugh again. And you're like, hey, why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Why do they do that, though? But you've got to take it back a stage. Why are they hitting in the first place? So if they're emotionally dysregulated at this point, which likelihood is they're going to be, because of whatever reason, they wouldn't hit if they were feeling calm and they no. were feeling all everything was in its place. They, they wouldn't need to um, or want to. However, there's obviously something at play that's causing them to have done that action of hitting. And then they do it and potentially kind of go, oh, now I don't know how to handle this situation because this person's getting cross or I can see. Their... And it's kind of, it can trigger things like embarrassment. It can trigger, I'm in a situation I don't know how to handle. It kind of triggers off our fight, flight, freeze. Now, mm-hmm. our fight will be laughing because it's like, if I laugh, they might laugh with me and then we'll all be fine. But I'm going to pretend <laughs> that I'm not at all worried about this whole situation and that I've got this all under control. Deep down, there's every chance that that emotion that triggered the action of the hitting, then the emotion that comes from the reaction of the adult or the other person. So to laugh, it's just like, it's a human response that can come out at the most inappropriate times. But what it then does is trigger us more. And so then there's even more attention Mm -hmm. to it. Then there's even more emotion around it. And what it ends up doing is everyone's kind of going, ah, and and no one quite knows how to manage that situation. Um, I, I think it says it in the blog as well, but I always liken it to people who find situations where you're meant to be really serious quite awkward so one of the classics would be a Mm -hmm. a funeral now I know someone who every time she's at a funeral she's so inappropriate because she she gets the giggles she doesn't know why she doesn't find the funeral funny she cannot stop herself she's just got this and it's like the emotion in her builds up And instead of it potentially coming out as crying or very kind of reserved or kind of going in on herself, it comes out as laughing. And so, again, human, us as humans, it can be kind of if you laugh, you can distract. So it's like, does it distract someone who, so a child might be going, do you know what? This is my go to. I'll just laugh and they may laugh with me. And then this will all be fine. Um, Or I'm going to laugh and pretend that it's not bothering me. Um, And so what we need to do is not react to the laugh. The laugh is just an action. That is not telling us anything. It's not anything for us to deal with. We have to deal with whatever the emotion is that's triggering the hitting. And then we need to deal with the hitting. And that the hitting is not the appropriate behaviour. So you just ignore the laugh, do you? Because what you're doing, the child may not even know they're doing it. Or if they do know they're doing it, because lots of people are like, yeah, they absolutely do it on purpose. Why are they doing it on purpose? What is Mm -hmm. it that makes them go, if I keep laughing, 
it will annoy them. So mm-hmm. then the laughing becomes what they get told off for, not the hitting. And, yeah, that's true. And then it sort of it it moves on, and it's like you will not laugh. That is not funny. Da, da, da. Do you think I find it funny? I don't find it funny. It's like wow, there's a lot of words and a lot mm. of attention that comes from that action. But yeah, that but action... not. But then almost. But the hitting is kind of the reason, isn't it? Yeah. And that's the that can sometimes get forgotten. People don't like being laughed at, do they? No. Like people don't like that, especially if they're hurt. Like if you fall over and someone laughs at you, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Like you feel horrible, don't you? Because you don't. That's not an appropriate time to laugh, is it? No. And sometimes you can't help it, can you? You do. No. And I've I you know recently. I was um, hit by an older child in the middle of a kind of a meltdown. That's, you know, that situation. But when I was like, ow, that really hurt because it was an older child. and, And the smirk that was on... And you're like, mm, 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 don't react, don't react, don't react, don't react, don't react. Whereas you're trying to take deep breaths because you've been hit and you're like, ow, that really hurt. And then a child that's kind of got the smirk on their face is like red rag to a bull for some people. Mm. And my biggest piece of advice on that is take a breath and try mm-hmm. not to react and just be like, that really hurt. I can see that you are really cross right now, but to hit me is not okay. Hitting hurts and and move it on. Now, after that child's calmed down, it's then potentially looking at going, next time you feel like hitting, we need to find something for you to hit, whether it's a cushion, a beanbag or whatever it might be, but it can't be me or it can't be someone else. It hurts and it's not okay. We absolutely boundary that behavior. Mm-hmm. But it's saying, when you feel frustrated next time, how are we going to manage this? When you're feeling angry next time, how are we going to manage this? What what age would you... Because presumably, much younger children don't necessarily understand when they know... Like, don't know when they feel like they're going to do it kind yep. of thing. Um, but it's using that language right from the beginning... And saying, so it's it's explaining and saying, you know, I can see that you are really cross, but hitting's not okay. And you're you're giving that narrative, but what you want to do for the very younger children is going, what are these triggers? When am I seeing this hitting the most? Is it when we go to play groups and they don't know how to share or that they're feeling overwhelmed in that environment and I'm letting them go off and play. And that's typically when they're going to go and hit other children. So it might be then going, Uh I need to step in before this. So it might be, if we go to these kind of things, I have as the adult have to go, I'm not going to be able to sit and drink a coffee necessarily and leave them to run around like everyone else. I'm Mm. going to have to keep my eye firmly on my child And when I can see things are going to start to escalate, stepping in and going, I can see that we're getting a bit cross here. Let's just move away. Let's see if we can sort this out. Let's have, you know, and start to role model 
how you want them to manage that situation. Now, this involves quite a lot. And, you know, we've all been there where we much more, we much prefer to be able to sit and have a coffee and let them run riot. But actually, yeah, it might not, it might not be the case for the, you know, if you need to role model what needs to happen. Um, but looking for triggers and they can be anything. So it can be, I don't know, the wrong time of the day. So are you noticing every lunchtime, just before lunchtime, they come along and give you a, a bit of a belt because actually they're hungry. So we need to move mm. lunch 15 minutes earlier. Is it that we're going to bed and it's hit happening just before bed? Is it that bed's too late or naps aren't quite the way right, right, right way round? Or is it that we haven't mm-hmm. put in rough and tumble? So we haven't got those kind of wriggles out before bed. All those sorts of things. It's really nailing it down to see if there are those kind of patterns and triggers to be able to step in and preempt when it might happen and then giving strategies of how to stop it. Not the emotion. Stopping, yeah. the beh- That's hard if you've got a child that's at... Um, school or nursery or mm-hmm. something though isn't it because it is. obviously you're not there to keep an eye on that and actually you're kind of relying on the um, nursery staff to do the the right thing really yeah. um, in terms of their response because you know you you want it to be consistent so what do you what, what do you do if that's the case if your child is you know constantly the nursery when you pick them up they're going oh such and such hit such and such today you know we've got to stop this I suppose you've got to but then it's saying them, to them okay so how how will you do that I'm not here this is what we're doing at home to try and help with the situation now a nursery should do what we would typically call an abc which is an antecedent um an abc chart so you look at the antecedent which is the trigger the thing that went before it what was happening just before then the behavior so what happened they hit they bit whatever they might do and then the consequence so what then happened did they you know did they get more cross did they calm down all those sorts of things And it typically has the time, it has the location, all these things. Now, when I've ever done them in the past, you see that it's always happening in the garden. It's like there's another incident in the garden. So what's going on in the garden for this little person? Is it that it's too noisy? Is it too busy? Is it the wrong time? Is it that they never get to go on the scooters because they're never quick enough to get out there? There's always something that you have to just take the time to try and really pin down what it is to be able to then find strategies to help now your nursery if that is you know or school should be doing these kind of observations in order to find out a way of helping Mm -hmm. and would would it be helpful to mention that do you think at a nursery or do you would you just ask the question what do you do yeah yeah ask the question how how do you how do you deal with this and if they're not sure it's kind of going then do you need to do an ABC to see when it's happening? <laughs> They'll be like, oh. Um, and we so, forgot about the ABCs. Absolutely. And they will work it out with you, um, particularly if you're seeing it at home. And, and again, the other thing to say is very often children will go through phases. This is a phase. 
It's a part mm. of their development. It's a part of their development. Some children will never hit. Some children will always hit for a period of time. That mm. is their strategy. Some children will bite. Some children won't. It's just how individual children are and they all have their individual little things and so mm -hmm. keep in mind it is a phase and i think it's it's looking at your reaction to it and i've said that a couple of times already but i think when you have a very strong reaction to this and it becomes your sole focus very often parents start to only talk did you hit anyone at nursery today did you keep your mm. hands to yourself and I know lots and lots of settings and lots of people use the whole, we use kind hands. Let's use kind hands. <laughs> it's like, what is a kind hand? Really? <laughs> what is a kind hand? I've heard them in part, I hear it everywhere, but it's like, kind hands, kind hands. And um, I had a child that got told about kind hands a lot. And so he, he got to the stage where he's like, before even the adult said anything, he's like, yeah, got kind hands like this. And he'd stroke someone. <laughs> whack. And then he'd go, but I don't want to. And then a whack. And it's like, yeah, <gasps> there we go. Yeah. Because actually kind hands wasn't Means dealing nothing, with what it? the issue was. And, um, and no. he, he was just like, I'm done with kind hands. But what are they? What do kind mm. hands do? Um, and so I think... Mm. It's watching your reaction and kind of being there to say, I I can see that this is a problem for you, but this isn't okay. Just keeping that but narrative. You kind of feel though, and this is me kind of talking as a parent, that there should be a consequence to it, mm -hmm. apart from just saying, I can see you across, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, lots of people talk about time out and mm -hmm. you know um taking toys off children or you know i don't know whatever whatever kind of consequence that you have in mind what would you say about that was uh, time out really doesn't serve a child that well it might serve a adult quite well in if they need the time out themselves just to regroup and calm down because it can mm. be really triggering for a lot of people, when a child hits mm -hmm. them, it can be hugely triggering. And so rather mm -hmm. than the child going into timeout, it might be going, you know what? Right in this moment, I just need to take a couple of minutes mm -hmm. because, and I'm going to come back to you. It does not, it, what it means is you can calm yourself and then you can calm your child. Now, as long as your child is safe, wherever they are, if you just need to go to the bathroom and just take a couple of minutes, as long as your child is in a safe environment, do it. Because if you deal with a child who is hitting when you are completely wound up and hmm. not at your best, you will not get anywhere. Because all you're doing is meeting mm -hmm. someone who's dysregulated with someone else who's dysregulated. And what it does is it spirals. And then mm -hmm. you're in a situation where you are throwing out all these consequences of, right, that's it. All your toys are going in the bin. You throw, you know, you don't hit. If you hit, that's it. All your toys are going. Well, they're not, are they? 
and if they do you know they're going to come back some of them hopefully um so but you're reacting mm-hmm. so strong in that moment you do don't you react in the moment without thinking yeah and so your child is just watching basically spiral and going wow mm. you know and so time in so going okay we need to little bit of let's stop here right now we're just going to sit here I'm going to be here you're going to be here and then we're going to have a chat when we're a bit calmer do you need a cuddle do you need this what do you need do you you know and your child might say I want to be on my own okay that's fine I'm just going to sit here you do your thing and when we're ready we will chat and that's even with a toddler it's like I'm here if you need me but if you're in the throes of a major meltdown you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to re- rationalise with them. You're not going to reason with them. Um, and so, and normally if they're hitting, that's where they're escalating to anyway. And so mm-hmm. it's really about kind of bringing them in, explaining things to them. And where you can, if you've been able to step in, if you can see the arm going to hit someone, it's just gently taking the arm and saying, I can see you're about to hit and I can't let you do that because it's not okay. And just gently bringing the arm back down. They may get really cross, but it's like, I'm just letting you know that it's not okay to hit and I'm helping you in this situation. So, um, but mm-hmm. the karma you can keep... Now, like, I, I can sit here and say that because I haven't just... I haven't had a child who's been doing that for the last how many days or weeks or months and so i get it there'll be times where that is a great idea but it'll never happen because you're just so Mm. frustrated with the situation but if it happens 50 percent of the time then you're doing really well um but it's Mm. it comes back to be as consistent as you can with your reaction the greater your reaction to an action that is potentially more of a negative behaviour, the more your child's likely to do it. Because they can't work out why you are so frustrated and why you're so loud and why you're doing all this. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing it to work it out. Because actually, like you say, the cause and effect of them means nothing. They're just lashing out, aren't they? Mm -hmm. At something, some like because they feel like that. But actually... They don't know that that hits somebody. That's not the right thing to do. All of those things we've got to, again, it's about helping them to learn the skills in order to behave appropriately in situations Mm -hmm. and not to hurt people. Um, And that there are other ways to kind of resolve this way you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And and they don't even sometimes realise they are feeling like that, I shouldn't imagine. It's all sort of combined in this whole emotions it is it? and the other thing to just remember is our reaction we can also laugh so sometimes when a child does it maybe for the first time second time they do it in a funny situation and we laugh and other people laugh and their child's like ah, yeah is this funny and then the next time they get what are you doing you cannot hit it is not okay mm. it's like last time you laughed and again it comes back to yeah that consistency you know particularly when babies hit like they might hit you on the face and i've seen so many people laugh and i'm thinking yeah mm. wait because mm-hmm. when they really when they go to hit and then they do a nice like 
gouge of your face because they've got it. Um, One of my friend's little ones, actually, she is going through a stage. She's not doing it with anyone else bar her older sibling. And she goes up, hits, and then pinches. And laughs. But what it is is because the older sibling screeched when was first done. So now the little one goes up, does it, and screeches. Because what she thinks <laughs> was like funny or a reaction. So she now does the same noise that the older sibling did when she first did it. And wants to see if But she- you see, I'm but- laughing at that now. Yeah. yeah. Like but that now- is quite funny, but you can't. But- yeah. And then the older siblings now start crying because it hurts. So she'll cry. And it's like, oh, look, no. she's so sad. And the little one's like, ah, like, and then pretending to cry. Because she's like, yeah, it's interesting. We've developed. It's like, yeah. it becomes like a game. And it's like, no, no one's finding it funny. Yeah. But it's the way she makes the same noise. And you're like, that's so interesting. But like you say, you do laugh. It's like when when a child swears because they've heard it. People yep. laugh, don't they, the first time. And then you all of a sudden you're like, actually, we don't want them funny. to do that. You know? Like, yep. it's, yeah. Yeah. And it, it is, is quite a confusing world for them. Mm, it, it, there's definitely. a lot for them to be taking in and understanding. And so I think... So, you know, Claire, I'm going to do what you do what, mm-hmm. when we have other guests on. So... Three things to remember if your child hits. Put you on wow. the spot. Thanks oh, for the I? preparation on that one. That's all right. Um, I three things. What was that? Three things that you should remember if your child. It's hits. It's all linked to emotions. Whatever those emotions might be, there is a reason behind that action, and it is you know finding out the trigger or the emotion or what's going on in order to be able to work out why you're having that behavior. Mm-hmm. Number two. Number two. <laughs> is keep your calm. As hard as that is, keep calm and role model. Because actually, if you can step in, if you can role model what we do in those circumstances and be very kind of consistent in how we always approach each time they come up against these situations your child will learn how to manage that situation number three it's a phase it is a phase they are going through it's a developmental stage it's not necessarily what all children will go through they will all go through it in slightly different ways with different behaviors but this is just them in their kind of primitive brain in their fight flight freeze dealing with a very complicated world and sometimes it's going to come out in a physical behavior but remember we absolutely can boundary that behavior and understand that that behavior is not appropriate and acceptable but it's not about the emotion the emotion is completely natural and normal there are no bad emotions, so anger is still a good emotion. It's just how we manage that emotion appropriately and hitting isn't the appropriate way of doing it. Oh, well, well done, Claire, thinking on the spot. Yeah, thanks for that. 
that was really on the spot. There was no conversation about that. <laughs> I knew you would be able to come up with the goods. That's why. Every faith. So well, I think that's good. I think that's a good summary at the end. And um, like we said, we've got a blog on um, hitting, which has got a summary of stuff. If you want to just have a reminder and not have to listen to our dulcet tones all over again. <laughs> So thanks ever so much for listening. Thank you very much. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode. And please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire, and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then.